come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday night, the freak show happens, whether you're ready for it or not, right here on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and more. Every week, we pick a movie which is chosen round-robin by the members of the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm going to tell you who they are. No, they're going to tell you who they are. Sean. Holly. Travis. And I'm Colin. And this week, we watched a movie that was chosen by Travis. Travis. (laughs) (laughs) What did we watch tonight, Travis? We watched the... I wouldn't call it a classic. Hellraiser 3, <laughs> Hell on Earth. We watched the movie. It's a movie. <laughs> what year was this movie unleashed upon us? 1992 is when it arrived from the depths. And do we know who directed? Who's responsible for this? Anthony, Anthony Wilcox. Hotskins? Hot, hot, Wilcox? How about uh, Hickox? Hickox. 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 That's it. I knew him. How else would you know Anthony Hickox? You ever um, seen a movie called Waxwork? Yes. Have you seen a movie called Waxwork 2 Lost in Time? Probably I've seen not. a little bit I, of well, that maybe one. Maybe. I've never I seen, I've seen that one and not the first one. one. Have you seen Sundown, The Vampire in Retreat? Nope. No. no. That's got Bruce Campbell in it. Huh. Have you He'll seen, be in anything. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and David Carradine. Yeah. Uh, and Warlock Armageddon. That would be Warlock Is 2. That Warlock 2? I've definitely yeah. seen that one because I mean, Julian Sands it's the only other Julian Sands Warlock, so... Yeah, that's right. It's a bad, bad movie. So it's a bad, bad most movie. of Anthony Hickox's movies well, are kind of, yeah. He makes movies. I like Waxwork, <laughs> though. I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, this is like, so." it's not, it didn't really nail it, but it was really something that I thought was pretty decent. But I Yeah, I still, yeah, I've always wanted so to go back. part of it. And, the uh, second one I think sucks. Yeah, let's see, I've seen a little bit of that. That's why when I reach for Waxworks, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's got David Warner in I've it. I've only got like eight hours to my evening. I can't possibly <laughs> waste two of them. <laughs> an hour and a half. <laughs> an hour and a half watching it yeah. and a half hour hating yeah. myself. Oh, shit. And then the rest of the I'll night. have to be like, fucking shit, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. So there's this movie series called Hellraiser. There is indeed. Maybe you've heard of it. And this comes from the mind long. of the Englishman. Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. Didn't we just do a Clive Barker movie on? We did Candyman, 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 Candyman. Okay, we have done Nightbreed, so we have done some Clive Barker mm. uh, related films. Wait, how? Uh, but how much did Clive Barker have to do with this movie? He produced it. He got some money for it. Yeah, he definitely did. Executive. Well, he executive was executive producer. producer. So he cashed a check. But that's not bad. <laughs> this movie no. comes Ask to John us. Carpenter. Yeah, he likes it. checks his whole life, <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah, he likes it. Well, this movie comes to us uh, courtesy, well, we're going to go after the writers. So there's a guy named Pete Atkins and another guy named Tony Randall. Tony uh, Randall directed Hellraiser 2, Hellbound. Editor on Hellraiser 1. There you go. And Pete Atkins wrote all the Hellraiser movies, except for the first one. He wrote right. two, three, Bloodline. Did he? I think he stopped after that, right? Possibly. Then he did Wishmaster. Yeah, because then they stopped. Mm. Yeah, he did like Wishmaster's all the Wishmasters. Wishmaster is like his own uh, yeah. creation, which is mm-hmm. just oh, kind of pinhead kinda, yeah. covered, you know. With an slightly. amulet instead of a box. Yeah. And he's a demon. I'm already a demon. demon. <laughs> yeah. But, so that is crazy, because I want to say, it's like, it's Peter Atkins and Don Mancini, like the only two guys that really have claimed to like writing a series. Like this mm-hmm. is their block of this certain character. Well, Don Mancini did Child's Play if, yes. uh, for all you people out there. All of them. 
All of them. All of them. Yeah. So it's his fault. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Later on. It was yeah. His fault. What, what do you Creator think? Creator control. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I've always. I mean, the reason I picked this movie is because it is the Pinhead movie, right? Uh, if you watch the first one, it's uh, it's uh, Frank Cotton escaping from hell after opening the uh, Le Marchand's com- uh, uh, configuration. Well, they only the get Lamech that name in the, the fourth movie, if I'm correct. Yeah, but it is in the book, Hellbound Heart. Bloodline. Right. In the book, Hellbound Heart, he does call it Le oh. Marchand's uh, puzzle box. But they actually or call it that in the fourth one? Yeah. In Bloodline. The Le Marchand. Because you actually Le get Marchand, to see... The family, Le Marchand. Yeah, when they have the box. The fourth one takes... Well, we'll get to the... You know, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so... If we're getting up to speed on this, right. So, one, uh, uh, Frank about, Cotton yeah. escapes from hell and... His is, niece, Kirstie. His niece, Kirsty, which in the book was just a family friend, not the niece. Uh, she... Spends his time as a bloody corpse throughout most of that movie. Yeah, which, which is, is pretty good. It's awesome. Yeah. That's why it works. We'll talk about that also. <laughs> and then in part two, uh, we get a little bit more confusing <laughs> with uh, a lot more. with uh, Julie, uh, the evil, wicked Julia. stepmother, Julia. Julia. Yeah. Yeah. She comes back, which is kind of cool. But for some reason, sh- this doctor gets to become a Cenobite where everybody else gets tortured to death. But you had a good take on that. But we're not talking about two, so we'll just skip along. <laughs> I watched about ten minutes of that one trying to catch up and trying to rego over, and I'm just like, eh, I'm running out of time. I'll skip to three. It's just yeah. like, what is going on? This movie's like the movie's happening. People are walking. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> Camera know. was on, it, but it also, I think, like, I think the 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 movie Hellraiser took New Line. No, not New Line. It was New, New World, World Cinema. Yeah. By surprise, and became like this big fucking hit because I don't think anybody expected it to be. I mean, they turned over. Clyde Clyde Barker was an untested film director. I think he had done a couple of short films with. Like, if you watch them, you're like, "What?" And the one's called Salome, and the other one I can't remember. But they're like avant-garde, experimental, black and white, you know, things. So why you would give this guy a couple million dollars to go make a movie is beyond me. I mean, as a movie executive, well, isn't it kind of like well? Don't... Isn't it kind of like I thought Hellraiser was kind of self-produced or kind of independently produced. I know he still got money from uh, like British Screen or somebody. Christopher, yeah, don't Fig their governments act, like help them? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like. Doesn't like everyone else funded. but America fucking yeah. give filmmakers money just to like, hey, go do something? Yeah, which is really Woo-hoo. weird too. Like, it's like the funds thing, set up for everybody. The thing about Hellraiser that's always bugged the shit out of me, hey. and I mean, oh. now I'm saying that this movie is Walks like uh, is Hellraiser, the first one, oh. is a classic fucking horror movie, like all time. Classic horror movie, but it is very specifically a British horror movie. Mm. However, they've dubbed all the incidental characters over with American accents to make you think that the movie takes place in America. Yeah. Which I'm like, I would just love to see the British version of Hellraiser. It's like, just fucking say it's a British movie. Because you can tell that everybody's like, that's not his voice. That's not his voice. That guy totally looks British. That's what everybody sounded like in the eighties, though, like all those overdub movies. You can tell because they're like they're alone in like a British house. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. very sparse and just like mm, I can see it. Yeah, that doesn't not, seem English or well, just American. The, or, no, well, yeah, I want to see the uncut version of it too. I have I heard there's an uncut version, Wait. which explains some of the ending effects when uh, Larry gets like pulled apart at the end of it. It's very like cut down in the. I it was on Netflix. That's the version I saw. It's very cut down in that one. Apparently, in the uncut version, like you see him get just. Weird. I don't know if that's ever been released though. Yeah, I'm not, there, I'm, I think there is. I think there's a special uh, uh, lament configuration special edition 
of Hellraiser. Mm. That huh. probably was overseas. That. Maybe I'm sure. Maybe because I've seen that puzzle box box set, but that's yeah. not American though. I know. I think mm. that's English or probably. Crap. But that's that's the puzzle box Crazy. box set. That's what it is. I have to look that up. Yeah, the special effects in that movie, especially the gore levels. I mean, yeah. the guy being ripped apart at the end of it is like one of the most like because it's on. I just watched Hellraiser two in yeah. prepping for tonight, <laughs> for this. and they replay that scene, and it's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is like fucking hardcore. Like that's yeah. what you had from eighties horror yeah. movies that. I don't know. I mean, did you did you get that like in the two thousands with the Texas Chainsaw? No, everything remake, was light. <clears throat> everything was horror. Well, I mean, like more Hostel in that. or something. I mean, like those no. were brutal in a way. No, but they weren't. Like, there's something about fucking that Hellraiser was like because they showed things. Hostel didn't show anything. Hostel sh- was supposed to be in your mind. They Ooh. showed more in that previously on Hellraiser segment at the beginning of part two <laughs> than they did at the than they did at the end of Hellraiser. Previously, right? previously on Hellraiser. On Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Jesus, Freeman. are you watching wet. Hellraiser? <laughs> Jesus, wet. Yeah, that's pretty fucking intense. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the first movie kind of works for me. You know, I mean, aside from the practical effects, it's dude it's coming back from the, you know, uh, the reverse photography of oh, yeah. you know, all the melting Brilliant. shit and all that, the glop and the goop and, mm. you know. Because well, there's a sexual tone to it. And when you're dealing with sexuality and fucking morbidity, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And this weird, like, sadomasochism. Oh, yeah. Because she, it's about this woman who has such a uh, sexual obsession with this man that she pursues him. Even after he's dead, kind of mm. like, you know, it's like, who else would make out with a guy who's just muscle, got muscle on Don't his look at me. Yeah, and is covered in, yeah. yeah well, great effects. she knows he, he, he gave it to her, her good. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> he did. Like, well, because it also touches on, I mean, it touches on. I had to cut down. I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about part one. <laughs> This guys don't want to talk shot. about part three. This That's is the, your what's going on here. Shot at Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, because we're not watching Inferno. Well, I just figure it's uh, like Hellraiser. It's body horror, right? It's just like um, David Cronenberg, exactly. <laughs> and with the point of his finger, I've heard uh, John Carpenter explain that as being his interest in the thing. It's just the idea that in the 80s, everybody was so fascinated with how their body looked. Uh, that was the horror, right? It was tearing bodies apart. And they were afraid of it, like uh, you know, something invading them. It was the yeah. decade of AIDS, right? So like everybody Could was be, afraid but... that you were going to get a virus that would kill you and your your or cancer or something. Just anything, it as, long as, <laughs> as long as you're not pretty. As long as you're fucking That's the disgusting. 90s. That's the 90s. Everybody's well, but like, I don't, this is yeah, but, uh, Carpenter's words about the thing. The uh, the thing that I guess you know I mean it, Hellraiser establishes this new horror icon and uh, what later sure. became known as Pinhead, but he's like instead of lead Cenobite, <clears throat> lead Cenobite. Yeah, because I think that's why in the first one, in some ways, he is so effective is because he barely is there. Like there isn't yeah. a big deal made to the character, but when it shows up, it's like well, it's, it's like, got presence. Yeah, it's I'm like what it. the fuck? Because yeah. you know it's like, <laughs> it's a thing or it a deity or whatever. I don't know. The Cenobites. You know, angels to some, demons to others. But it's weird, the, like, I was just sitting there, you know, when I was watching, I'm like, you know, how does, how do you come up with the, the hooks? You know, it's like, that has to be from, like, an abattoir. He was going through, like, somewhere where they kill, you know, there was meat hanging all over the place. And you're like, yeah, that'd be good in a horror movie, because that's, 
disgusting and you know the well, think... chains and hooks and stuff and like i'm pretty what? sure like clive barker's dove into the world of snm <laughs> so it's like i'm sure this they hook yeah. themselves with Maybe. chains oh, you've yeah. never you ever seen, seen people that? hang themselves from hooks even though well, a lot yeah, of yeah, a lot of people the, say that that is American more coming like from after hellraiser though that's what i think so yeah. yeah but not I mean, that i don't bondage think, and stuff i don't like think that. it didn't exist because that's what like freak shows and shit right like right yeah but yeah emulate that later on in the cell that he had the hooks on his back. Yeah, it was like yeah. the same concept. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they did they there's definitely a, mirrored that after Hellraiser. There's a movie from the seventies called A Man Called Horse, which talks about like the I think it's got Richard Harris in it. And he gets like these hooks driven into his pectoral muscles and gets hoisted up mm-hmm. and goes on a vision quest or something. And that's one of the first things I remember it was like, What in the fuck can you lift through that? Wouldn't it rip like you know, your muscles and like you'd come apart? But no, you can actually Suspend your entire body weight off of this, apparently. But it's just it's one of those, like, having hooks in you on chains and pulling and all this stuff. There's also, I guess, like a surgical aspect to this, which the Cenobites, I guess we're talking about, and their design that comes out more in the second movie because we get into, like, you know, it takes place at an, as- well, at an asylum, a hospital, where there's a doctor, and he's, like, pulling people's heads open so he can operate on them, and he's got hooks, you know, like... Uh, pulling back peeled pieces of their skin and you're like that eh, is all is kind of like deforming the human body in some way mm-hmm. stretching it mm-hmm. and fucking yeah that's yeah, crazy mm-hmm. and the concept being that uh you can get pain from pleasure from pain yeah because that's the point, that's right? a sadomasochistic thing oh, yeah. right? because like who else fucking thinks about this that if you hurt enough that it might actually, you might confuse that. Well, people are like that, It's though. like to feel good. Mm-hmm. I know they are, but I mean, like, that's like, yeah. you know, that's what made well, Hellraiser like a, what Well, isn't the that, that's fuck? the same part of the brain that feels pleasure and feels pain. That's yeah. the whole concept behind that. Yeah, I know. I, I get the concept of, the of it, but like, who would come up with this other than someone who does, quote unquote, exploring in the furthest region? Oh, he at least, <laughs> like, like... <laughs> He at least knows of the world. He's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's di- had someone like flick a nipple. He's dipped at some his point, toe like. in that pool. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I've always liked the concept as being. Uh, I mean, the only people that search out Lemarchand's configuration are people that have basically went through everything. Right? They've they've probably murdered. They've probably raped. They've probably anything that could be seen as pleasure or whatever they've done to the point where they're so bored with life. I mean, that's why Frank goes and fucks his, uh, his brother's fiance just for a thrill in a weird way, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing's ever, oh, nothing's ever good enough. What is your pleasure, sir? So, yeah, you go fucking looking for the box, and the box opens you up to uh, maybe more than you expected, you know, more than you could. In Russia, the box opens you. Yeah. <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> well, they say that it's hell, this dimension that these creatures oh. come from. But, I mean, it's not a, it's a, a hell specific to this movie, which is kind of interesting. That it's, uh, well, I guess the second one kind of opens up even more. But it's a labyrinth presided over by a, is that a tetrahedron? It's the Leviathan. Yeah, which the is, Leviathan. Uh, the Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> it's this giant spinning tetrahedron in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. There's it has a light no sometimes. personality. We don't know anything about it. I was very disappointed by that. He's like the oh, replacement. Yeah. What the? I see. I like that. There's something really. It's I, alien. Well, I, I actually, actually just uh, I just actually finished the Scarlet Gospels. Clive Barker's only return to the Pinhead character yeah. since uh, making the movie and uh, writing Hellbound Heart. And in it, he describes there being uh, no Lucifer 
in hell. Um, and no one knows why. And, uh, it's almost like he almost like counterbalances it with, uh, the fact that there's no God on earth. There's no Satan in heaven. Like everything that is like supposed to be this powerful deity is always out of our reach, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think, I mean, not that Clyde Barker thought about this back when, I mean, maybe he did, maybe he helped with the concepts of part two, but, uh, the Leviathan just being this big fucking, you're not supposed to know it. It's a deity. It's too big for you yeah. to know. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, that's you Cthulhu, right? Yeah. It's very ominous. <laughs> yeah. I get that. It doesn't even seem to have a consciousness in some way because, like, in two, I get the idea that I thought that the the Doctor Chenard was like being the voice of the Leviathan, yeah. like it yeah. grabbed onto him and made him into like the super thing. That's what I thought. Then too. he turned against all the other Cenobites. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, which is like what the fuck. And in the process of that, we realized that the lead Cenobite Pinhead was actually a guy named Elliot Spencer at one point, a human mm-hmm. who opened the box was taken to quote-unquote hell Mm -hmm. and became the entity known as Pinhead. This is setting up the third move. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, you know, they they put this movie together as fast as possible because the last one was a hit. And like, get it out the fucking door. And then it was was out the door. So what are you going to do? You got to (laughs) make Pinhead a bigger deal than he was in the last movie. But apparently they didn't make Pinhead a big enough deal in Hellraiser 2. Because along came Hellraiser. Well, they just wanted three. to end him too quickly, right? They gave him the kryptonite of like, "You are human," and he's like, "What?" And then just remembering, like, "You lost, oh, fuck my demon powers," <laughs> you know, like you lose your demon powers once you remember you were human somehow. Well, he gets blasted. If I remember, yeah. he gets blasted by Chen- the Chenard Cenobite, like shoots ah! some kind of energy at, him, yeah, at each Cenobite and kills them. <clears throat> Yeah, the one thing. Well, I but do, Pinhead turns human before that, even though because he has that cool. Like he's backing up. Yeah, he's he's just backing up though. And then he no, because it was it. Mm-hmm. Dude shoots him with some kind of laser energy because they like kill everybody. So something else. So right? you think he had like a some sort of thing, like a shield? It only took like one shot to kill everybody else because they only turned human once they died. Yeah. But he accepted that he was human. I think that's why he turned and then he like thanked Kirsty and then right, got yeah. murdered. Yeah, That's why I was like, I don't think he was like, I don't know. Anyway, it's, yeah, I, I just watched it the other night, too. It's like, fucking forgettable, man. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, what happens in this movie? The only thing I can remember is uh, Julia coming out of the mattress. Mm-hmm. I always remember that was being, like, get him off me. Yeah, get him off That's a disturbing scene. Oh, that's disturbing, is, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh, carving himself up. But it but also I, has, I think, the first two movies, like, even though I know it, I'm guessing it's because they were probably shot by the same crew, the same people who were involved, but they at least share a similar feel. Yeah, they feel mm-hmm. like those two are could be a part of the yeah. same movie universe. Like Halloween mm-hmm. 1 and Halloween 2, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. They feel like they fit together, even though mm-hmm. the second one is a severe drop in quality from... Oh, yeah. Oh, Things just happen in that and movie. <clears throat> this week that we were recording this, uh, I don't know if it's because there's a box set coming out or something, but there was a clip released online of a deleted um scene from hellraiser 2 i mean it's like five minutes long Crazy. and it's the one where like you see pinhead in the uh, hospital garb and the other the female centibite in the hospital garb it's a f- photo that was used in publicity but like the scene doesn't exist in the movie Weird. they're like in doctor's huh. outfits 
Hmm. Crazy. So, yeah, the whole thing is like I five wonder. minutes long. Toward the end, it was cut out. I mean, it's not going to save the movie. But... <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's <laughs> a missing piece. But I like I like how I mean the big mystery to, to the end of two is when a mover comes to get the mattress, and then the then like the other movie just walks in, and the guy's just sticking halfway out of the mattress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, just like his what? ass hanging out, yeah. dude. It's yeah. so funny to look at because you don't see him get pulled in or nothing. The guy just enters, and the guy's just sticking half out. But then this weird turning fucking pillar, yeah, this yeah. thing. Uh, with a bunch of Rises. crap nailed to it and mm-hmm. it seems little like, like it's baby those, dolls. And- it's like one of those uh, 80s, you know, because like, all the 80s fucking horror movies had to have that tacked on fucking ending. Like, yeah. the movie's over. The good guy's won. It's done. And then there's the scene with the movers and the, the pillar. And you're like, okay, are you setting up a sequel? Or is this just like some kind of thing to say, like, evil still is perseveres? Yeah. But the third movie actually fucking took that pillar and ran with it. Yeah, it <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah, it did. I, I mean, that's what I like about uh, this movie. I like how it's like, well, he's in a pillar. Like, what are we going to do? How do we explain this? And then you're basically using Pinhead as the Frank Cotton character, right? Mm. Now he has to get a little blood on right, him. And, yeah. You know, come to life somehow through through the blood, even though he's not like... You know, that's just what happens. Blood sex magic and all that shit. Yeah. Blood sex magic. <laughs> Blood sex magic, man. Those are the three components to uh to so, magic. That'd be like the tenth sequel, Hellraiser, Blood Sex Magic. Blood Sex Magic. <laughs> I'd watch I'm it. sure if you wrote that script they'd probably produce probably. it. Probably. Yeah. Oh, they'll use it. Like Yeah. But uh <laughs> but I do like this because I mean this is the Pinhead movie. That's why I like this movie. It's because, okay, Hellraiser 2 sucked because it's like, well, there is no more like the Frank Cotton that's its own really cool story, right? The fact that they try to continue the Kirsty Cotton well, story. Well, Kirsty's not an interesting character. Well, she's, she's kind of interesting. She just goes, fuck you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's two-dimensional. I mean, there's nothing to her. Why is she staying in that asylum? My for dad! She's My not dad. been committed. Daddy. No, she can walk out, apparently. Like, yeah, the boyfriend was, was like, treated wasn't she? Like a, yeah, no, it feels like she's just, she opened the door to her room, walk around, hang out. I need to go to that house. And the guy takes her out and they go to well, the but house. But he was a doctor. Like, he let her out. He let a psycho out. That's why in this movie, there's another tape of her still being in the hospital. She went back to the hospital, I thought, after after two. She's like, I am crazy. (laughs) I'm coming back. Well, wasn't she there in the first place because the crazy doctor wanted to collect all these people that had experiences with the box? Yes. That's why she was there in the first place. I think so. He he kept her there because of that. They never specified the reason he gave. But that's why she was there. Yeah, because once you realize that he's a you know a cultist yeah. or whatever, then it's like, oh, that's mm-hmm. why. Because you heard her story and you're like, I recognize this. Yeah. <clears throat> so the third movie, uh, how many lead characters do we have? We got at least two. Just like I would say, three main ones. You got PJ so, Monroe, PJ, who's a, JP. a fucking JP dickhead. Monroe. <laughs> oh JP Monroe, like, he's just a young dickhead club owner. Oh yeah, he's your he's kind of your Frank Cotton sex attitude, I suppose. He's supposed to be your 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 dude that lures young babes into for a minute sexy scenarios with like blowing at them. <laughs> I like having a weasel laugh. <laughs> like, I like this guy. Yeah. He's got money. And this is the guy who obtains the, uh, the pillar. pillar and the, takes, the vagrant. As an art object. Who's kind of a constant yeah, character not a as little many, bit. He's not as many grasshoppers on him. <laughs> in the first <laughs> yeah, one, he yeah. was kind of like a, 
he was like, yeah, he was like a demon character that just shops the fucking box around. Right. La pleasure, yeah, it sprouts wings or whatever at the end yeah. of the first right. movie yeah. and flies away. Right? Yeah, like gets lit on fire and turns into right. a winged, a winged boned creature or something. Yeah. yeah. Is that is he supposed to be like? Satan then is he supposed to be he's like not, well he's not is necessarily that the, is that the Satan like the is holder the of the box like, he is something that like he just knows who desires it and brings it to him I guess I don't know I, don't know. I feel like there's a Feels plan like, I mean, that's there that's the best explanation I can think of I mean I that's what I originally first thought yeah. when I first saw I first thought he was Satan but I don't I don't know I don't think so no he's I like just he's just like the minion who does yeah, things I think, he's well, not necessarily that of another thing. nature or something else he just works well, for the, them. Yeah. I think he could be he could be, but we have the Leviathan, I think. He's the god. Leviathan is the deity. Because that's what Julianne, uh, Julianne, what's Julia. the fucking, Julia, that's what she says, right? This is yeah. my god. Or but that cosmology was invented for probably the second movie. Like, if well, you just take the first movie, like, was that supposed to be a... Uh... I don't think even the book refers to him, because, I mean, he's in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think the book even refers to him as Satan. Hmm. Satan. Well, he must be immortal or something because he shows up in Tangiers or wherever. The well, because what if? Because what if? Uh, yeah, because what if? Okay, what if? If you were ready to like, oh, you've already fucked your way to oblivion, and you're like, I'm bored. What if the box finds you? What if you don't necessarily need to go find the box? Right, right? you reach a certain level. It and knows. It, comes to you. it knows that like this guy's ready. He'll open this fucking <laughs> box. You know, he's, he's open all the other boxes. Yeah. I'm open this box. Yeah, that's as, as at least how I take it, you know. But uh, so yeah, so so whatever. J.P. Monroe. PJ. J.P. Monroe. J.P. J.P. Monroe. <clears throat> In the newspaper, he uh, what? He convinces a yeah. chick. I forget how it even happens. He gives her a rose. He buys she comes back to his house. Sticks. Yeah, he does a blood sacrifice. Oh, no, no, no. Bring pinhead. Some back. dude steals. Some guy at the club steals the. The, the box, box portion, because yeah. the, bo- the 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 configuration is in the, uh, the pillar. In the pillar, and somebody like takes it out for some reason. I don't know why. They don't even show that scene. Nope. Uh, they just they show just the guy show, being wheeled into the hospital. Yeah, the with- reporter lady's there with like nothing to do. And then all of a sudden, she's Chain. walking down a creepy. Like, why did the hospital alley get creepy? Why is she creeped out? I don't know. That's what I hate about horror movies when they're trying to create a tone. That's they like, do it. Why is the character feeling this way? What is she possibly worried about? Like, she's just in a hospital. Well, with, she's never seen a guy being dragged past her with a bunch of that. Chains. Never. But no, I'm talking beforehand. Hanging out of dude. As soon as she's going to leave the hospital. morgue, she is walking slow and every time she passes underneath the spotlight, it goes. Is that where she's on the bus and the guy comes up and hits the side of the bus? No, God damn it. I'm telling you when it was. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking shit. Are you listening? It's like she's doing her story. She's like, fuck this shit. My life sucks. And everybody leaves and she's going to leave the hospital room. And she gets creeped out walking down the alley. Yeah, (laughs) it like changes to creepiness. They just want to creep you out. The tone. They just want to. Then, then, yeah. Then then the red and blue lights are flashing and then right through the door. Then a guy starts like, who's screaming. I like how they did that chain. I did too. The chain's dragging and whipping. And the blood. blood. I like that. That Yeah, it was fucking awesome. How it kind of like, it whips blood at her leg, but then it also hits her leg and uh, scratches her. Yeah. Cuts her. And then she's hearing like shit and she runs back down to the room and the chains are just yeah hanging in the fucking air electrocuting him and that's why I'm like what the fuck that's why like wouldn't you get like everybody like call a priest get a something you know I'll get him because I'm going to church right now you know 
but this is does our, she meet storyline? The, the 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 newspaper, or sorry, the, the TV reporter. This is our main the character. TV news journalist. Mm-hmm. What's her character's name? Joey. Joey. April Joey. Played by Terry. Go, is it Terry Girl. Girl? No, she was in. She was Babel, John no. Cena Dex in Star Trek. Deep Space Nine. That's yeah, right. Star Trek. A very long time. So she I'm was sure in she's other be movies. In conventions forever. Probably oh, not. Forever. Yeah. So she's our other main character, and she, she is now a, on the hunt for, or on a path that's going to put her in a collision course with hell. That's probably the truth. So she meets. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. So there's like a what, like a a bar horror? Was she? Oh yeah, the boiler room. Is she a stripper there? Oh, uh, they never she's one of uh, PJ, JP's many yeah. girlfriends. They say she's his girlfriend, but they kind but, of allude that she might be a hooker. She might be a stripper. And they there's never like, she's just that. someone who's got nowhere to go, man. And, well, there's he no reason her. for her to come in with this guy, right? She's just like, I don't know, man. He's out in the streets with this box and the fucking thing. I don't know. It's like, what? I don't know how you just find yourself in this situation. <laughs> like, it just seems like. I don't know. Yeah. Was there supposed to be a subplot where she helps him steal the box? I don't know. I wonder, right? Yeah, it was, it also, seems it was like amazing it. to me that like she's like, you know, she won't tell the reporter the story. The reporter like well, offers a, her a place you know, to a weird stay. Story. Right. Chains came out of a box and killed this guy. Yeah, but, but she didn't like, see it floating in the air. She still <laughs> has the box <laughs> like in her purse. That's what blew my mind. It was well, like this. This hey, it came one. out of the thing. What that's thing? a good close up. This, this, and she's got the instrument that she's completely afraid of on her possession. Which I love the like in this movie, you get a really nice close up look at the box. I like how you can see like the wood paneling and like the gold etching. I like the box in this movie is beautiful. I think in my mind. Well, right there. Well, I just think, I'm just saying. That's a, that's a good looking box. That's design. That's design, man. Hey, if you watch all the Hellraisers, you start to look at these boxes. And you're like, I'm still not entirely sure how this thing actually works. I, for uh, the first two it. movies, yeah, but I thought there was something there in the engraving that would like, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be a box. I imagined it that like only Whoa. certain people can solve. Like yeah. a fucking Rubik's Cube. It is. Yeah. But this one just well, seems to be like. No, I guess it's not. Because the weird girl, the mute girl, opens it in two. But then Pinhead does the whole, like, it is not hands that call us, but desire. Desire, But everybody always constantly repeats that the box opens itself. It wants to be open. You almost don't even need to do anything. It's going to open itself. They're adding that as the sequels go on, I think, right? No, it's always been that way. I feel like everybody's always doing the circle. It's just so much so that at the end of this movie, there's that... That squeaky sound when she can't open it because of the blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't actually, there's no mechanism there. You just it rub your be. finger yeah. on yeah. it. I always thought they pushed in, but maybe and doesn't not. doesn't he, um, I'd have to watch part she's one. got visions of the captain, which is Pinhead before. Elliot Spencer. Yeah, Elliot Spencer. Doesn't he say something like she's got the ability to let him in her mind, so she's got the power to open the box? Doesn't he suggest something like that? Maybe. I know. This is where this a movie lot starts of things going. This yeah. movie. I don't even recall yeah. anything being that important. <laughs> the dialogue, in the, like, unless Pinhead is talking, the dialogue in this movie is just like basics. Like, 
Well, like, I, I don't have anywhere basics. to live. Some you can live here. I'll <laughs> it, call it my boyfriend. <laughs> it is all that. But if Pinhead's talking, he's like, oh, Joey. Oh, then like, oh, great monologue. I love Pinhead monologues. Well, like, it, oh, it has to even when he's stuck in a box. He's- you know, for, oh, I just, I love, I mean, that's what I like about Pinhead, right? It's like him being a demon. He just knows your, he just knows what you've been through, right? I like when J.P. Monroe because what, uh, J.P. Monroe, he reaches into the hole where the box was, and a rat's in there. Of course. Okay. Yeah. And it bites him. That gets a little blood, which gets Pinhead his face or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Quintessential blood. blood sacrifice. So he's Again, literally he's a, a talking. There's a guy inside yeah. a fucking <laughs> That's <pillow>. awesome. <laughs> is it? I is think it, it is. Oh, Travis. I think that's cool. <laughs> I saw this in the theater in 1992 and remember going like. Well, if the graphics pin, were better. This is Pinhead, huh? He's going to be in a fucking pillar for. <laughs> that's awesome. Because then he has to. He coaxes people through desire to like, you know, it's just like. You're standing at the doorway to, you know, <laughs> there are two keys to that door. Oh, I it's love it. It's very Jacob Marley. <laughs> I the love it. It is. It's awesome. It is. Bleeding from the head at your feet. Ah, yeah, I just like that. I like that. That It's up to him to, I mean, that's why, I mean, in my heart of hearts. Like, I can see him getting mad. I can be like, hey, no, where are you going? No, I can't get out of this I like fucking how box. He like yells when like, he, wait, this is a very wait, emotional go. pinhead. Yes, Stop! Like he was very, you know, very like, well, because he was like a demon that didn't know anything of of mm. being a human, I guess, or whatever. But mm. now he's like this learn. Well, now he's this pure evil version of Pinhead. All the evil, none of the humanity. Right, because because of the the second movie, they that's Elliot how they explain Spencer it. And Pinhead <laughs> have actually split. Personalities yeah. are like they exist. Well, one's his soul yeah. from each other. Yeah, his one, soul was released. One's his yeah. physical soul, and one is, but he's still in limbo. A deformation of his body that he walks around. What? Like what? you said, one of his one is his soul. So what is but, the, what is Pinhead? The pure, he's the pure, the, evil, the pure evil, that, evil, the evil that, that inhabited him. Because for right. however many years or whatever, evil manifested. Yeah, he as became him. this pure. I mean, that's also another thing I've always liked about <laughs> Pinhead. I've always yeah. thought Pinhead was this. Uh, <laughs> But why him and no other Cenobite? Like, why well, because Pinhead's the master. He's the guy that wants to, like, if it was up to Pinhead, Pinhead would rule over hell, even over Lucifer, right? Pinhead would take over it. Like, Pinhead wants to do that <laughs> shit up. Like, are we getting this out of the third movie? Uh, I am, because he wants hell on Earth, right? It was Chenard wanted to do that in the second movie, which was still like... I'm not convinced we all watched the same movie. title, (laughs) Hell on Earth. That's what Yeah, because they even say that, like, the box always spared innocence, but now... Now that hell, now that Pinhead's on Earth, everybody can be part of his game. You know, they made like some like quick reference, but that's why I'm like, oh fuck yeah, you know, yeah, he's just going. That's why I love when he gets freed. And he uh, go he walks into the club and does the shall, shall we, we begin? begin? Oh shit! Yeah. Dude. I actually really loved that. It was on, dude. It was on. Then you start looking. He at starts fucking, laughing. Right. Oh, it was very oh. maniacal. I liked that. way maniacal. That's why like Pen has the most evil motherfucker. <laughs> like so when he showed up at the top of those stairs, I'm like, his next line's gonna be like, "You are all my children now." I mean, this is Freddy's. Di- this or is Freddy too. This is why it yeah. also ruled when it happened in Freddy's too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Did God it? damn it. No. Those scenes. It was, no, it was awesome. No, 
that scene was awesome. Whenever you bring your like your dream demon or your no. demon demon in this case and like put him in the physical world, somehow it has a diminishing effect Not to me. on the character. About. It's like I feel like those yeah, but are then stakes. He goes, but then he goes all carry on the entire nightclub. Like he's just yeah. like yeah. yeah, I think those are stakes, man. CDs everywhere. Like just yeah. CDs, That's awesome. Like Chinese throwing stars. It's awesome from like a pyrotechnics uh, no, perspective. Just the concept, awesome. Like, uh, it's concept awesome. It's not movie awesome. The concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell on earth. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep repeating it. Come on, dude. What the fuck? Come on, jump on board. <laughs> I like it. Well, there's a lot of like uh, the. Uh, I mean, we were talking about like the, the the lines in the movie don't like mean anything when uh, Pinhead's not on screen. Yeah, yeah, some of them are awesome. You know, I, I want to be remember. an award-winning journalist. I know, Joey. Well, what was the? Girl, you got to show some legs. <laughs> the girl who uh, ends up becoming Pinhead's first victim, or the the pillar's first victim. She it's the blonde some, girl. Like, what she said something that was just like. Oh Jesus! This is like some of the worst performing. But she was good when she was like scream, like when she was doing her the the things getting me screaming. She was good, or she's like you're a fucking dickhead or whatever. No, like she was a really bad actress. <laughs> she gets to the height of her screaming before the chains come out and get her. Like well, that was. Mm, I thought her acting was, was good when she was calling she uh, Monroe a dick. When, you know, because he's just like, I gave you a rose. Like, put I'm on your clothes and one. get out. Yeah. You're a dick. I hate you. <laughs> And she's like, God! Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I like her. <laughs> That's why she won me over. And but Terry Farrell had like a line, too. Sure, it wasn't because she was, was in her fucking, underwear. That's oh, probably why she like, won you over. She had like the, you know, the, the great, it has to be like on a Razzie clip somewhere. It was like, it's demons, Charlie! Demons. I can't remember what the line was, but it was something <laughs> like that, right? To with the, the priest? priest? Right. Oh, with said, the priest, yeah! so bad. I was is this, and then Lenora's the open, she goes, then what the fuck is the that? What the fuck? I like that scene though. <laughs> I because, loved that one. Not because uh, <laughs> so nice. something else. It was no, right you're, around. You're here, talking but... about when she she runs up and goes, "What's the problem, my child?" She's like, "They're after me." They're like, who's after you? She goes, "The demons. The demons are after me." You know, she tries to do that. And he's like, "Demons are a parable." Blah, then boom. Then what the fuck is that? Yeah. But that scene. But Travis oh. just performed it better than the lead actor. <laughs> which it, I certainly. <laughs> who's after you, my child? The demons. The demons. <laughs> it's really bad. Because she was doing that stunted, uh, you know. Yeah. He had to set up the doing. cool thing. That's what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what I like about that they set up the cool dialogue. That's that's yeah, that's like a keystone of these movies. It's like you can see it now. You're just like, oh, I know what she's doing. Wait, wait for the line. Wait for Pinhead talks. Awesome. <laughs> but then what he does in that scene next, though, I mean, it just captures my imagination. And it's also is one of those like, oh my god, this is so fucking blasphemous that it like, it's one of those things that. I, I, it gets my rocks off in horror when I can see something like, oh, this! I feel dirty watching this scene. You know, it's something that bad when he takes his fucking pins out and they got the cool worms wrapped around, yeah, it, which number one is like, is that brain that is, matter? That's brain matter. Like, yeah. The brain was it brain matter? It, 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 was you, like, could, you could assume. Yeah, I always thought it was worms. No, it, it definitely that. looks like worms, but it's supposed to be brain matter. Crazy. <laughs> I feel like it is. Yeah. 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 Like, I'll, I'll go with worms. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> anyway, that's cool, though. I like that. Then he sticks them in his palms and does the... The does Jesus the Christ Jesus pose. crucifixion that starts and <laughs> breaks all the fucking uh, Wait, what does he say what, what's the line he says like, right there I am I am the way I am the way that's am right way. that's right yeah dude I want to get that toy so I look at that toy so much they made a toy of him Did doing they? that yeah and I'm like oh oh I feel so bad but I'm like oh my god but that scene I love that scene and then he makes the fucking priest 
eat some of his fucking skin or whatever. This is, does, my, body. This yeah. is my body. This is my flesh. Happy are they that come to my supper. Yeah, it's he like, made him take you, Pinhead, you rock. That was like the nastiest <laughs> communion of all time. It's it was na- disgusting. That's what I want from Clyde. Clyde Barker's the type of guy that gets. People, you get baptized and pissed. You fucking you jack off to fucking watch people get boiled alive. This is Clyde Barker <laughs> universe, man. I wish I just read that, actually, from a Clyde Barker. A demon jacking off while he forces a guy to watch his friend burn alive. Watch. <laughs> well, he also, yeah, I can't even hear that word now without thinking about watch. I'm like, <laughs> spit. Ugh, I mean, yeah. yeah, what do you think oh. he's doing with that? Ew. Oh. Yeah, Ew. Dude, yeah. Clive Barker, buddy. Clive a Barker. Oof. Oh, boy. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so Pinhead has to make a brand new Cenobite army in this movie because sure. they were all killed at the end of the last one. Sure. Yeah. I kind of loved that. This so do I. I, I love, I love the new Cenobites. Any yeah. new Cenobite, I'm cool with. I must have caught this movie late one night when I was really young because that's the thing that stood out to me was the end other people have said it too, but the first thing I saw was like, these guys look like just like they walked off a Star Trek episode. Yeah. Well, we yeah. were saying that when we were watching it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Resistance is futile. He's got a camera in his eye. He really does, and that's the thing. But it's, and they're but, in the leather, you know. Right. But that was the most memorable the part from like my childhood that sticks out. Like the guy with the CDs, the guy with the camera sight. <laughs> the Cenobites. CD Cenobites. Because they had cool designs and everything. They're pretty cool. To, they're fun designs. There's oh, the, fun. There's the like bar- barbecue. Yeah. Who was the, uh, he was the bartender. Yeah, Barbie. He was the bartender uh, at the club. Who made like a the writer. the writer? Yeah. That's Pete Atkins. Was it? Yeah. yeah. That's fun. And he made like a flaming drink. That's why he was. <laughs> well, he, sh- he shoots fire out of his yeah. mouth, but then he carries around a thing of he gasoline does, yeah. to throw possibly, at somebody. For awesome. possibly the worst police officers in the history of cinema. Oh, yeah. He shakes it up, throws it at them. It's gasoline. Gasoline! And then they stand there for five minutes. And then they get well, they also, okay, because before even that scene, uh, uh, Joey is uh, running down the street and for like, a half hour fire. Well, because that's the hell on earth scene. Yeah, fire hydrants <laughs> are blowing up. Yeah, cars are exploding. Cars are like no people just like I Crashing, can't see. Yeah. The universal backline has never been in more disarray. <laughs> but I do in North Carolina. But when I was a kid, that was a big scene to me. When I was a kid, I was just like, dude, Pinhead is on this world, like. Hell I mean, on Earth. Dude, it was Hell on Earth. Keep saying it. <laughs> we, we gotta drive it home. <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I hate... Well, I don't hate. Because I figure maybe it just feels Hi. like it's part of Hellraiser to have a female character with daddy issues. Like, you need a girl to be, Daddy! Or else it's not Come Hellraiser. Yeah. You just need that. If it's not Kirstie Cotton... I actually didn't miss that. I didn't miss that at all. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of her dreaming about her, the father she never knew. Uh, I mean, it's only relevant, so Pinhead can, like, go in there and do the whole, like... I mean, every movie from Masters of the Universe... Which, did you bring that back? No. <laughs> God damn it. And, uh, I was watching. What, what was the other movie it. you said did that? Nightmare on Elm Street 3? Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Where, you know, the, the, the person that the character really wants to see, they're like, I'm here, I'm here, you know. Yeah. They said you had something. Uh-huh. Yes, here, here. Take it. Take, take it. It's for you. You tricked me. Yeah. And oh my God, it's actually Pinhead or you know, Freddy Krueger. It's yeah. Pinhead yeah, yeah. in disguise. Which is awesome. I, don't, I like that it was Pinhead. I don't like that he calls it your night. 
space or whatever the fuck he calls it. Like, what? I guess it's like they don't want it to seem like Freddy Krueger, so they're not going to call it a dreamscape or something like that. So, like, yeah. no one goes into your nighty uh, room. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm going to bring go to your night room. Because, yeah, Elliot Spencer's right. soul is like piggybacking on her. But for some, I don't know why she thinks she needs to bring him to her window. Just because he, told he made her contact with her through her television set. Yeah, he's, he told her to. No, but she he walked through her, her window right. to go. But somehow she thinks, like, I need a. This is the doorway. I need to go to doesn't. I, she doesn't realize that she's the one that opened that. She thinks that it's physically her apartment. She thinks that's I a gateway. That yeah. makes more sense. I get it. In they as need much to explain as this can make sense, that makes more sense. Because, yeah, it sounds like she, well, she does probably think I need to drag him back to my apartment. She does. It's like, Elliot Spencer, explain shit, motherfucker. What's up, vague <laughs> ghost? <laughs> I'm sorry. I only have the power to be vague. <laughs> <laughs> they all do, all ghosts. Yeah. Vague as hell. Which, I don't know. Spell it out. Lay the fucking thing out and we all figure this out. I don't know about seeing Pinhead as a Jesus. humor. I used to really like it. But it always kind of like as a human, yeah, yeah, mortal. No, I think I was Elliot Spencer. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. I mean, I get what you're saying that you know it's like you get more pinhead, yeah, because this is like the <laughs> post Freddy Krueger. Like we got to make our mind. Oh, we can do stuff with him. All right, yeah. So we're gonna have him on screen as much as humanly possible. He's gonna talk in oh, volumes dude. that he didn't do before. But it seems like Oblivion the more times that. that he shows up in this movie. Like, I don't know if I need to see, like, Pinhead in the middle of a club or standing out in the daylight in the middle of a field because somehow he looks more like, oh, that's a guy in that costume, like, that probably wandered away from some S&M rave club or whatever. (laughs) You know, it's like he doesn't have the power that he did when it was like you called him. The fucking, you know, the dimension shifted and the light came through the, no, whatever, the slats. And he became, uh, right now. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, like it's burning no, I get it. Like Where's the Travis child inside of you? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Cause okay, I mean, I can fucking tell you everything that's horrible about this movie for sure. The special effects are fucking like, just like blur people into other things. It's just like, what the fuck was that? Like, they just yeah. blur. Well, like when like he early CG, early, early CG, like when he tried, like, as a kid, I remember it being so cool when Pinhead just like quickly sucks the skin off of the chick, and then oh. she's the. So fucking, I like that. That was. I thought that was great. I mean, but it, but it looks like fuck all. Sure, I mean, it, it does. does. It's, just, it's just like. <laughs> but I like it that. Just like slowly sucks, and it's just like okay, things got blurry, and they sucked away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take it. But as a kid, like that's why I'm always more of a. At least when it comes to these movies, I'm a concept guy. I watch this like watching Godzilla. I'm like, dude, he's. In the universe, he's in the you know, you can't watch a Godzilla movie and be like, The toys and the new days, like, come on, no, those are army guys, <laughs> tanks, you know. <laughs> but uh, you can see the hand pushing the tank down, the yeah. <laughs> get out worrying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've always, I mean. The character is so strong. I mean, this is why it's like, this is the only movie he gets to be pinhead throughout. Well, you kind of get it in Bloodline, you know, because he's in the apartment building a little bit of a while before he gets onto the spaceship. And you get a little bit of... Spa- Whoa, spaceship. You have not seen Hellraiser Bloodline? I've seen bits and pieces of them down the line. It's but not very good. It's that was, okay. It was the last movie? one that actually went to theaters. Yeah. Uh, like, but it's yeah. better than this. 
It's it, better than Hell 2. It's like a three-part... Well, Hell the original two. movie, it was going to be like a three-part uh, thing, which started in France with the Le creation of the, of the yeah, box. It, you get to see it all. It's and awesome. then the middle part takes place in the present day, where there's like a descendant being haunted by... Well, it's the by, end of this movie. It's the architect that designed the building that looks like the box. Yep. Yeah. Because Peter uh, Atkins I was saying, does that continue on? Yeah. The, yeah. the ending of this one? That's, a, then, that's another okay. fun... I like that they continue that. Yeah, in space in the future <laughs> on a space station, which has been built by a descendant of the architect who's built the space station... Is it a box? As a Is box. A board cube? To, to Don't trap ruin and destroy... <laughs> Don't ruin it! Uh, <laughs> you know, You're ruining it! No! He but, saw the Christmas presents! But it, it gets worse because after oh, the movie gosh. was made, that was Kevin Yeager, I want to say, like directed that one. Uh, he took his name off it. It became an Alan Smithy movie because ah. uh, Dimension Films went. They hired Joe Chappell. You remember him from Halloween? Yeah. And he was the fix it guy. Yeah. Who would like, they Apparently, he put him on a lot of things. Well, so he it. reshot a bunch of shit and they reshuffled the order of the scene. So it starts in space. And then it flashes back, and I don't know. But it's it's still, a fucking mess. It's a I fucking still mess. like some of it because I like the character Pinhead. The more I get to see Pinhead say things to me, <laughs> I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy. Because everybody, I mean, just like Freddy, right? Like Freddy's the funny guy. When it comes to like Chucky and Pinhead, those are the only guys. Like, oh, I just want them on screen 100 percent of the time because I mean they're cool fucking characters. They're just like, I mean, Pinhead is one of the most imaginative creatures. That will ever happen, period. You know, I mean, just the fact that, okay, you had you had the Universal Monsters in the 30s to the 40s, and then you really didn't have any sort of monster character design that really stuck until, I'll say, Alien and Texas Chainsaw, and then we started having these, like, quote-unquote monster movies again, these monster characters that are, like, so fucking brilliant that you want coloring books and toys and, like, Lunch boxes and like these things are just cool. Little dolls for your kids to Dude, go with. These are the things that made me learn how to draw. You know, like I couldn't get enough Jason in a fucking hour and a half movie, so I'd sit down on a piece of paper and draw more Jason. You know, so that's why, <laughs> regardless of how shitty the movie is, like The Fly 2, I'm always like, more monster. Yeah. I love more monster. And I will always give a little bit to the story <laughs> for my monster. And the monologues are great. Monologues are, it's always about how you haven't suffered and you'll, he'll, he'll know your flesh. And he's like, what do you And he finds like 70 different ways to say the exact same thing. <laughs> what, what? But if you're good at something, why do you have to like, there's not a whole lot like of depth hearing them there. talk. No, there's this character. There is depth. There's a cool design, but he basically oh, but it's says, like, I'm going to offer you forbidden things. And I'm going to torture it's, you. And but, it's going to hurt, but you're going to love it. It's like being a fan of Aaron Sorkin. He's, says mostly the same stuff all over again, but you just love hearing yeah. him say it and write you know it. You like, I like? Ah, Star maybe, Wars. He has, maybe he has five or six things. Maybe ten, twenty things that he says over and <laughs> no, over again. No, no, no. Pinhead has one thing that he says over and over Because it's torture. That, you should think about that. <laughs> like, oh, maybe you haven't given the concept a lot of thought yourself. It's pretty basic. It's like, well, what else did he say? There really is, like, I'm going to hurt you, but you're going to love it. Oh, well, what, what, he's going to love like, it more than I'm gonna you. I'm going to love how much I'm going to hurt you. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to enjoy making you enjoy it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great right, line. you got to work in the word flesh a couple oh, more dude, times. Oh, dude, flesh, oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are the words you use. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering, flesh, oblivion. <laughs> yeah, imply an inter- a long pain. period of time. Yeah. Flesh, don't use I'm all box. about it, dude. Yeah, I love it, man. I can... 
Uh, I can I could I could listen to that shit for hours. <laughs> well, what happened me. to Pinhead after Hellraiser Bloodline? So Hellraiser Bloodline goes to theaters, and then what happened next? Inferno with Craig Schaefer. Yeah, but I mean, what was going? Do you know anything about what was going on politically with the character or anything? I mean, because they ran out of ideas. They cranked out. I mean, how, there's like thirteen of these movies. Nine. There's nine. There's nine. There's nine but they kept movies. on all they all they were doing was taking pre-existing scripts and slapping Hellraiser and Pinhead yeah. into it. That's yeah. why, like. So the mythology or is basically over movies. at that point. Yeah. Uh, no, you can watch Hellraiser Hellseeker has Kirsty Cotton come back. Yeah. Same actress? Yeah. Oh. No, maybe. Lawrence. And- <laughs> it's the same actress. Ashley, Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence. Yeah. Ashley Lawrence. So Hellseeker, if you want to. Oh, what is that? That's, that's, that's five, six? That Bloodline is four? Yeah. Uh, that's six. So it's Inferno. Hellraiser Inferno. Hellraiser Inferno is kind of like a trip into the box. It's kind of interesting. It could have went further, though. It tried to do everything. That's That's... I would say that's the movie Colin likes. There's no fucking barely any pinhead, yeah. no Cenobites. It's all very just like, look at this camera angle. Ooh. Well, because of the thing, I guess, that <laughs> the at one point, I think you maybe loaned me a Hellraiser comic book. And it was a series of stories that were Robocop? about the the idea yeah. of, you know, having this this hell that, that is described in the movies. Pinhead wasn't in many no, of them. He wasn't the box, in any of them. I don't know if that was in a whole lot of him. It was like people who intersected somehow in their life with this hell. Yeah. And those stories individually those were interesting. Brilliant. And that's kind of what it seems like the movies have been doing after like so Hellraiser one through four is like a continuing storyline. First and it's the Kirsty Cotton story, like, then it's Pinhead trying to get out. Here's another character and how their life has done something to them and somehow they've, inter- you know, it's like, it's like twilight zone episode, right? right. Yeah. yeah. They've crossed over into the twilight zone. Only in this case, it's a torture hell. Yeah. And I can't remember torture what hell seeker was necessarily about. I mean, like I said, definitely dealing with Kirsty cotton. I remember it being somewhat interesting. I don't think I've ever seen it. Like a she's second time. in it, in it or like, yeah, a well, guest? she's a character in it. I mean, like a major part. She's got more than 15 I mean, she's minutes got something to do time. with the plot. I'll at least say that. The character, the 10 character, lines of dialogue. The character of Kirsty Cotton has something to do with the plot. I can't say anything. And then after that, that's when they did the ones that were filmed like in Yugoslavia. Like, what was it? Detter and Dudaburber? Uh, I know there's one called Detter. Detter and Hellworld? Hellworld, that was the one that was where... the green Matrix-y looking one. Well, that was on the, the one the just side. like Halloween Resurrection when it's like, uh, let's use... Say no more, Let's say use no more. A modern day like social media. Like, uh, what would the box yeah, yeah, be yeah. like? Blah, 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 Social media. That's it's like, I can get that from the cover of that Yeah, movie. dude. And I don't even think I've Got seen it. that one. I think I saw... Detter, maybe. I don't think I saw Hellworld. Because they were filled bark to bark. Spark to bark. bark, bark. To bark. <laughs> That's back to back with Barker thrown in. <laughs> Did, uh, was that was the, were those the last two? That I think the, the Inferno and uh, there was that Elsie Salvation Rev- to, or was it Revelation? Revelation. Revelation. They recast. Without, yeah, without Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Yeah. Do we know why that happened? It's a rights uh, movie. It was a movie made to keep the, the rights. rights the rights for Hellraiser. But why couldn't they? They probably thought Doug Bradley was too old. Either too old. Dude, dude, by the end of, uh, I forget Man, the movie enough. he made before. I mean, he does look like a fucking six-year-old pinhead. <laughs> does he? You know? Yeah, does he, he looks old because white makeup don't hide all the That's wrinkles. Quite, I mean, or even at that point, if they're just doing trying to keep the rights, I mean, they got to start thinking about, like, 
Doug Bradley ain't going to be around forever. And, you know, if we can just keep pumping these out. Dude, Clive Barker already tried to get a self-financed uh, remake with yeah. Doug Bradley. And I, I want to say just well, a few weeks ago. I heard about that. It was uh, the Weinstein Well, company. but just a few weeks ago, I, I think they just announced in. that it's, you know, pretty much well, on I, yeah, the heard back that, burner. Like for two years, maybe. It's like, okay, I've written one and I've turned yeah. it in. Uh, that was we were talking about Patrick Lucier and uh, uh, Todd Farmer wrote a Hellraiser remake yeah. at one point. They wrote that a version of every installment of every horror series mention. ever at this point. Have yeah, you? so Klein Barker has written one, and uh, other people have taken a crack at a Hellraiser remake, and yeah. all of them have it's just uh, not not gotten well because I don't think I don't think it's like they want to do Pinhead, but they want they don't want to do the Hellraiser movie, right? They don't want to do the Frank. Cotton right. escaping from hell. They want yeah. Pinhead. Mm. And it's like, even well, you... Clive Barker said his wasn't a Frank Cotton story. Was it? Nope. His remake isn't Frank Cotton. Crazy. It started on Fuck, Island, I really wish I would have seen that. Because, <laughs> yeah. like I said, Scarlet Gospels, I thought was great. That's the only other place you can read just, you know, I mean, if you. If, if you're interested in the movies, I mean, my interest definitely, after watching these movies my whole life, my interest definitely stops at one. I mean, I like one. You know, it's brilliant. But. It was fucking great having a, a just a book, you know, that can uh, explore the character of Pinhead a little bit more, and uh, and from the guy who created him too. Yeah, so and from I the guy that created him, maybe more to it. Yeah, like the... I don't because like I was, I think I was telling you that I don't, I don't think there is an Elliot Spencer character in Clive Barker's vision. I don't. I think a demon is something born of hell. Mm-hmm. You know, just like an angel. An angel wasn't a human that. Right. That went to heaven and became an angel or whatever. Fuck, you know, yeah. you're a soul in heaven or hell. But if you're a demon or an angel, you just come from there. You've I always that's been. Why, that's in that's some better. ways, that's why I've always liked the first movie because there's no you explanation. Know, it's just he, he yeah, exists. It is he this, is of yeah. this. Well, and that's he's it. just one. He's just one of these creatures that yeah. show up when you summon hell. And then the movies, it seems like everyone that's gone on, sure. you know, they they, they attach. Them. Well, well, because it's like it was in the era of Freddy Krueger and Jason and Michael Myers. They're like, we've got to latch onto this icon, yeah. and then we have to explain him. And it's like, ah, but, you know, it's like this is the least interesting path to go because he only has one thing that he says over and right. over again. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you know, I think right. kind of the even though God. Inferno is not like a great movie, at least that idea of you know, it's like we're not telling from the Frank Cotton story, so that means we don't need Christie or. Christy yeah, or Julia. It was like we did that already. Tell something else about somebody well, else. Well, that's who... what I liked about three and bloodline is because at least, you know, like if we look at Halloween, oh, Halloween, Michael Myers is trying to kill his sister. Hey. Uh, Halloween four or five. Oh, right, now he's trying to kill his niece. Right. At, at least they shut the chip. Yeah. At least they right. closed the book on the cotton shit and they <laughs> tried to at least do something. I appreciate bloodline for going back to the Marchant. Thing. That that yeah. it's another one of those things yeah, when you only 15 have minutes or whatever that they do it. That's no, like the it's, it's not only fifteen minutes. Like it's, you get to have his family and Isn't like, like it, no, but it's like family. The bloodline. Or, it's all about yeah. the Lamarshot's bloodline and how the Hellraiser thing. How like the demons are kind of tracking his bloodline and. But that's another one of those things where it opened the universe of Hellraiser a little bit. Where I appreciated that. Seems like, seems like certain elements would be interesting. I don't know if I want to make my way through six other movies to find that. Just watch Bloodline. But it seems like it'd be interesting. 
Yeah, I think if you, I mean, if you had to do the core, it's the first four because they were theatrically produced mm. movies. <laughs> they were the ones deemed uh, yeah, adequate, worthy enough. <laughs> yeah. like, and four is theaters. way above the production level of three. Yeah, like they totally. Com- well, yeah, because comparatively, like three. I mean, obviously, from from smaller budget finance movies the first two like three is like whoa Dude, i thought three was straight to video i didn't know it was released to theaters because i grew up watching this on hbo or whatever <laughs> fuck so i was like what they went to theaters mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. Didn't i knew well but i saw it a buddy of mine said uh and this is what i remember about them like i haven't seen it in like you know 30 years with 30 years Damn. whatever since i saw it here tonight and uh, the thing I remember about that screening was, like, afterwards, a buddy of mine coming out, like, I want to be Pinhead's right-hand man. And then in the movie, he's like, <laughs> there's a place at my at, at my, my right, right hand, hand for, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's why he was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Remembered that more than the movie. But, yeah. First Dimension movie as well. Dimension Films. First Dimension Films movie. First yep. release under that banner for the uh, Miramax at that point. There you go. Boom. Trivia. And, and. It has a song at the end. It does. Oh, it does. Performed Motorhead. by Motorhead. Yes, I heard them like, oh, that was pretty cool. And that's the song, same version as the Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, because Ozzy Osbourne. It was the, the No More Tears. What the name? What was no the name of that album? I got that the one that had right. No More Tears on it. Had Hellraiser, and I think it came it out first. Moon, was it? No, that's that was in the eighties. This is in the nineties, but it was. Uh, <laughs> It was like I remember, you know, I had that album and it had Hellraiser. And you're like, okay, yeah, Ozzy singing Hellraiser. Then I went to see this movie and it's like, do they really remake songs like a fucking within the year that it came out? But it turns out that Ozzy and Lemmy share uh, oh, yeah. songwriting Co-writing, credits yeah. on it. So apparently there is a video directed by, I can't remember, maybe Peter Atkins. I'm not sure really? if I'm saying yeah. this wrong. But uh, of Lemmy and Pinhead playing cards. Cool. Yeah, there's yeah, car, they're playing cards and there's scenes from the movie, which was like the what you did in the music video for a movie in the nineties. Yeah. It's like eh, maybe a little interplay with the character that's not seen anywhere else, and then clips from the movie. Clips from the movie. And that's all you oh, need. Oh shit! That's all you need. Oh, I miss those. It's solid. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I miss that shit, man. Yeah. But so there it is. It, huh? There it is. All right. So Igor, where are you for mailbag, Igor? Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Well, thank you, Igor. Uh, you hungry, hit, Igor? Put him back in his I box. Got, I got chips. Here, take <laughs> I'm done. He's not allowed for the high levels. Well, if you want to get a hold of us. shitting everywhere all night. <laughs> we're going to read the stuff that's come in through Igor's mailbag. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show or uh, on Twitter at Sat Freak Show about Hellraiser 3. G-Money writes G-Money. In. He says, this is a great film. I was shocked oh. that the ending connects to Bloodline with the toy maker building the huge puzzle box room. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I did like that. Dance. That was awesome. It's like she buries it well, in the cement, and then it's just like puzzle box world. Well, yeah. I always thought well, like wait, I was. Did it, did it give birth? Did that's it what grow? I wanted. Like, did it? Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong when I had originally before we watched this tonight. I had remembered. I was thinking, well, maybe the box influenced Monroe's design of his club. You know, because she said, she talks about how, like, oh, have you been to his club? You'll see why he right. wants this mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was like, oh, that'd be interesting if him buying that pillar influenced the design of the club the same way putting the box into the cement. Well, it didn't. I mean, 
sure. in Bloodline, you find out that just the descendant of the guy that made the box designed the building. It just so happened that the fucking box was in the foundation. But uh, still just a cool thought. That is cool, especially when, like, pieces of his club start to come to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the the barbed wire wrap thing on the wall, mm-hmm. like the hands and the the, the half mannequin like stuck to the yeah, wall. It's like it's a cool around. design. It's yeah. cool. I mean, I, I don't like think it. they intended the box to influence. They didn't. Probably not. But but I was still, thinking it's that. Cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It was cute. It's cool, baby. All right, about our uh, Tenebrae review, uh, Bobette Georgie writes wah, in wah, wah, says, wah, 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 wah. that she tried to like it. She really did, but <laughs> yeah. and feeling like a bad horror fan. She hates Jalo movies. Oh, they are kind of. I think they are kind I mean, of boring. Everything except for the kill scenes. The kill scenes become magical musical numbers of like, oh my god, this is great. And you're then it's specifically like, talking about Argento movies, though. Because uh, the Jalo, like, they're all Ennio Morricone. Well, but stories. a lot of those, I think, a lot of just the murder mystery they use can be a little boring. I think is if, if Italians have two people talking in a scene, it is fucking dreadful. Dreadful and long and boring. It's as soon as they break away from talking and just do the cinematography thing, that's when Italian filmmaking takes over, you know, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Because, I mean, it it's nice like I said, it's an acquired oh, it's taste because you have to, I mean, you got to remember that when those things were made, the pacing requirements of a movie were a, at a different. It's a t- yeah, it's Italy could, pacing. I watched The no. Wolfman. That motherfucker's from the 40s. It doesn't have that bad of pacing. But that was made for kids. This was made for no, adults. So I don't think I Wolfman think was made for kids. Eh. That was in the, no, that's retrofitted. <laughs> for the, in the, they didn't let kids go see The Wolfman in the 40s. Uh, on our Candyman episode, Jenny yeah. Renee writes in. I think that's says, four times, guys. Don't. Not the bees. Hi, Jenny. She had a uh, meme of Nicolas Cage from the Wicker Man with the bees on his head because Candyman has bees in it. You get it? Is that the remake, it. Wicker Man? Yes. yes. Oh, I yes. didn't see that. <laughs> no, nobody's silly, seen it. Silly, nobody's silly. Nobody's seen, seen it. They've scene. only seen the bees. Really? Nick Cage. Mm. Ah, Is that ah. supposed to be some like bad acting oh, scene or something that's like all over well, the internet? Yeah, it's one of those. You should the just two watch views or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good clips. I'm not watching the Wicker Man. You don't have to watch the whole movie. No, no, no. Don't watch the movie. Nicholas Cage in the Wicker Man is some of the worst (sighs) stuff that you. I mean, it's hilarious. Hilarious. He's drop kicking these like. He does. He punches a little kid. Yeah, punches a little kid. It's great. It's great. Oh god, damn it! Absolutely amazing. I don't want to watch Nick. The Wicker Man in like five minutes. And in our In the Mouth of Madness episode, Tammy S. Davies writes in and says, "I was lucky enough to be an extra in that movie." That's right. Hi, Tammy. And where? And uh, she says in the scene where Sam Neill walks by the alley and the cop is beating the kid up. Huh. She was the street you kid want with some the too, skull buddy? cap, warming hands over the fire. Cool. And again, in, when he dreams the scene of all the homeless people undead and are chopping the agent up with the axe. Nice. She's the shorty. Well, thanks for awesome. listening. Well, welcome new listeners. He sees you. Thank you <laughs> for awesome. writing in. If you want to write in again, you said it before, but do it anyway. Go again, to again. Saturday Night Freak Show or Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter or find us on our or we'll website. Find or you. we'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> Wrap up. Starting with Colleen. So that's uh, my cue, I guess. All right, that's so. what I call it when he doesn't like my movie, Colleen. <laughs> Colleen. Oh, oh so sorry, Colleen. He's feeling this one coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like Hellraiser 3. I'm going to get that right out of there. <laughs> you know, it's like I uh, I think my problem with it 
Well, it's multiple, you know, problems with <laughs> it. Different but levels. I have uh, such a respect for the first Hellraiser movie <laughs> that I think that colors my appreciation of the sequels, where they just seem to go, like, off the beaten track to, you know, diminish these characters and make them, you know, like, it, it robs them of the mystique or the menace or, I don't know, like... There's some scenes in this movie where Pinhead is shot, you know, because he just talks at length. He's chained in a box. Like, the idea of him being in a pillar is, like, such a horrible, horrible idea no. to have your uh, your antagonist, like, you know, for it feels like half the fucking movie. I know he probably doesn't show up for a while before you actually see this, but it just seems like he's, you know, in this box doing absolutely nothing. But Tempting. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, That's what he's doing. So there's that. Uh, the the whole the visions from dear departed dad. I don't know. The Elliot Spencer. Well, that's in every movie. The though. ghost thing. But it's awful. Like when he, you know, like she's <laughs> watching the the reporter's watching TV and the the scene goes to static and then Elliot Spencer shows up and says, Jane, Jane. You, you're on the right track or whatever. And I'm like, I yeah. was reminded of uh, Silent Hill 2 does some similar stuff. Where I think Sean Bean shows up from the first movie Uh-oh. or something. And it was like, what do you think of, this uh, is just awful, awful writing. What do you think of Evil Dead 2 when they open that room and the and the girl's father's floating face is like, I'm in <laughs> Somehow. Every horror movie as, does that shit. Yeah, but it works in that case. It doesn't like, work in Evil Dead. I'm sorry. I love Evil Dead 2. Well, because it's a cartoon, maybe. Maybe. Because Evil Dead yeah, is think, a cartoon. Yeah, because it's a cartoon. But right? like, yeah. it still is kind of like, what? I think that's the <laughs> only way you can get away with that. Yeah, because Evil Dead is not supposed to be serious. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the performances were awful by everybody. The uh, the um, not the writing's family. terrible <laughs> by Peter Atkins. I mean, he's the guy at fault. Um, the direction, I'm like, okay, so you got this Anthony Hickox guy. He's very full of energy, it seems like. And it's really weird and disconcerting, especially after just watching the first two Hellraiser movies, mm. to see this one because the tone is so, and the visual palette of it, I guess, is so very different than what you've seen before. Obviously, they're relocating it to America and, uh, you know, pumping it all full of, you More know. More blue lighting than white lighting. Oh. Yeah, and metal, you know, rock music. Armored and- Saint. We forgot to mention Armored <laughs> Saint. I love John Bush. <laughs> I did appreciate that stuff. I'm going to say I liked that about the movie because in the 90s, I was into th- all the music. That was- <laughs> we, we, when we talked about Scream 2, head. we talked about how, like, this is the end of horror soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> <is> Scream 2. Because <laughs> after this, it went to, you know, like, what was it? Houdini and Nightmare on Elm Street 5. It was <laughs> Houdini. <laughs> yeah, in Elm Street 5, Houdini. Um, uh, yeah. So there was something else I was going to say about this, but I think the, you know, the idea the Hellraiser appeals to me because I like the, uh, that, that first, I'm just reiterating what I already said, I guess yeah, I can cut this do. out, but you know, the idea that, <laughs> that you know, it, it was this point. sexual obsession that kind of took someone into the further reaches of, uh, you know, uh, explore exploration of manipulation of the flesh, you know? It's like that was kind of creepy, and then like all these S and M weirdos show up from hell <laughs> and pull you apart with chains and all that, and the tragedy of Kirsty and her dad and all this other stuff. And then by this one, it's like, do we really care? I, I guess I didn't care about uh, um, you know the guy who became Pinhead. 
Um, and the monster itself, you know, I mean, I know, you know, Travis, that's part of why you like these movies is like, you know, is the monster designs and all that stuff, but somehow, and actually this is it. We've had this conversation before on this show. Like I'm more of the guy who like the less you show of the thing, the more it looms in my imagination and the more you explain it or the more that you show it, it kind of takes its power away. It's not scary. It's not anything. It's just, it's a guy in a costume at this point running around going like, you know, whatever. And they but put I him think, in broad daylight in this movie. Yeah, which I don't like those <laughs> scenes at all. They're like, Jesus. But I think Travis is on the other side where it's like, if they're, you know, because it was the Giver one episode where we were talking about this. <laughs> yeah. like, these are the worst rubber uh, <laughs> monster costumes. But he's like, but there's monsters everywhere. <laughs> guys, you get good looks at them. And I'm like, but they're bad. They're not yeah. bad. They're other time. <laughs> 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 I like so, it's because movies. you're what I agree with what you're saying about how like that you don't see them, but it's like the movie's only an hour and a half. You're gonna not see them for 23 hours of the day turning the movie <laughs> off. Or if, yeah. if anything, like if you watch a movie now, it's like you get Superman. Well, hopefully in another five years, five years you get another two hours of Superman. It's like fuck, it's not enough. <laughs> it's just never enough. Yeah, so you enjoy it while it's there. Yeah, <laughs> I just wonder if there's enough to the character of Pinhead to go beyond one movie. Like six but, more movies? Yeah, six more movies, yeah, but yeah, whatever, they they bringing money out of that cash cow. So no, I didn't, I'm like, even though a, no, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no to Hellraiser 3, Sean. It's not good. <gasps> I mean, I'll tell you what I do like about this movie. I like uh, I like the effects. Like, I know they're horrible. Like, I know they are of the 90s. They are of that early cheap period. But I, I like them. I appreciate them. Especially, like, you know, practical. I don't. Doug Bradley is in a pillar as Pinhead for a good, like, 15 minutes of this movie. But you know what? I, you know, it's there. It's real. He's, it's, I could reach out and touch it if I wanted to. I like that. Um, I like uh, this is definitely like it is Pinhead's movie like he's all over the place in this one Um, I appreciate that everything else kind of falls apart for me the script is not good the dialogue between these characters is uh, it's it's very funny Um, uh, I don't like Colin said I don't care about who Pinhead was like I just want him to be Pinhead like like we were talking about the first two, like he just, he's, he is, or at least the first one, he is pinhead and like he appears, he is this, and then he's gone. Like, I don't need them to give me that all backstory about all this stuff that doesn't do anything for me. Um, and I don't end up caring or her flashbacks about her dad in Vietnam who died and all that. Eh, eh, I don't need it. Um, so I appreciate, uh, uh, a lot of elements in this movie, but mm, no, I'll, I'll take the first one. I may go off and like explore some of the later sequels just cause I'm curious to like where they for, especially I'm being told, uh, because just like, I have some curiosity still about some of the sequels of this movie. So I'll venture off into this, but do we uh, mention they're all currently available on all Netflix currently available on Netflix. So all it makes six. it very easy. Or nine, all nine, but there's six after this very easy to go off and just be like, Hey, what's this one? about so i mean maybe you could go to that i wouldn't rec- i mean, definitely see the first one i don't necessarily recommend this one yeah Holly. um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the positives um i did enjoy the i did enjoy the cinebites the 
which I can't take that seriously because those little cinnamon Was there things, a cereal? The, like, no. Did Man no, no, TV no, no, no. do a, a no. skit about a Cinnabite cereal? Somebody had to have. It no. feels I don't like, think so. Cinnabites? No, Cinnabites? no Cinnabites? guys, you like guys. Taco Bell has Cinnabon Bites right now called Cinnabites, and it's driving me crazy every time we say that word. <laughs> it does sound like a breakfast they're, cereal for They're children. delicious, and I love them, but I can't take Cinnabites seriously now because they're delicious. You can drink the milk afterwards. <laughs> Cinnabites. Taco Bell, Cinnabon, Cinnabites. Anyway, I did appreciate, since they went the direction of explaining the humanity and the Cinnabites, like how they became, they incorporated it in this movie, and I did like that scene. I really did when they're showing how they became like the, the DJ with the CDs. Like it, it was cheesy. I'm not going to, Oh, che- not, that's what I forgot to say. Cheesy. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, <laughs> I was say. I'm not, very cheesy. A lot of this I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie that it was cheesy, but I did like the concept. I liked the idea. Cause I think the Cenobites are cool. The originals I think were better, but I did like that part. Um, I liked the one liners, even though again, cheesy, but I thought they were funny. And yeah, the church scene was, I think, my favorite. What the fuck are those? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. <laughs> I like that. Um, not as much gore as the first two, for sure. Not as much gore. Travis and I were talking about this. The first two were so gooey yeah. and everything. Gooey. They gooey. were so gooey. Like, I think they would have smelled bad, is what I said <laughs> like, to Travis. You smell those movies. These movies, <laughs> these movies smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're gritty they're gooey um this one did not have that so i felt like it was a little out of line from what they were going with with the first two um yeah i can't say i really like this one it just didn't add up to me i feel like i feel like they had some good ideas it just didn't pan out so I'm, I'm gonna go with no on on Hellraiser three. I no, mean, there's no pinheads on the wall down here. No, there's no pinheads. There's no this guy pinheads. doesn't like pinhead. Hey, he fuck you, like man. Pinheads <laughs> on the wall. I am afraid that pinhead is in danger of somehow like lapsing into obscurity. There's like Reanimator and Pinhead are the movie or, or Hellraiser are the movies from the '80s. They haven't been remade or whatever, and the kids don't know what the fuck they are. But I think people still know who Pinhead is. It's just one of those Mickey Mouse characters that I think people always know. Well, who Pinhead, Pinhead exists is. on the internet. Like he, I, is, I think he, will forever be known just, on the internet. Know, I don't yeah. see Chucky. him as much as I see. I think my my nephew's never seen a fucking Chucky movie, but he goddamn knows what it is when he's looking at it. Yeah. You know, because when I he think sees they recognize doll, the character, they might not sure. associate it with Hellraiser. They might have no idea it's yeah. connected, but you can't they know say Pinhead. Hellraiser. He'll say Pinhead. They know Pinhead unless they call yeah. him Hellraiser as his name, which I've seen. That's Hellraiser. Like, no, it's not. But I actually, no, I've never heard. I mean, of that I actually movie. agree more with you. Like, it's hard to defend the movie. I really can't. <laughs> there are just things I love about it. Like, I love the villain being in a stat, like a statue talking to you. Like, the one thing I love about Hellraiser is like, where have you fucking seen this before? Where the fuck did this guy come up with the idea? Just the basic idea. You open a fucking box, these demons come and torture you. It's Pandora's, Pandora's box. Pandora's box? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that wasn't out then, though. Which, yeah. that's being remade. I don't know if you knew but that. But yeah. a puzzle box or, you know, anyway. But it's just the idea that in a movie, you just don't, get, you know, everything was a guy with a knife up to this point, you know? So just... The fact well, we had the dream demon, I suppose, right? Yeah. Well, once again, I, I always consider Nightmare on Elm Street and Hallow and Halloween and Hellraiser to me are the type of concepts that change the game, right? Like that's why horror sucks afterwards. They change the game. 
people are like, well, fuck, I got nothing, you know. <laughs> like, well, I say the same thing with, like, Lovecraft. Lovecraft changed the game of horror, so everybody's like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, until now, until we can actually, like, show people getting gutted, you know, why? what's the point of even writing this shit, you know? But then, once you come up with Freddy and Pinhead, it's like, well, these things, because they, they verge on fantasy. Yeah. They're yeah. horror that verge on fantasy. That way you have a little bit more fun with it. You don't need to make that much sense because it's so fantasy. You're bending reality. Um, and I do like this movie because I like Pinhead. I mean, just the idea of the box. I don't know. How do I, how do I put this? Um, one and two shows you what it is to want to open the box, right? Whether it's like, oh, Frank Castle or Frank Castle. Frank Cotton uh, feels he 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 uh, reaches apex. And he well, he he. Step. I keep on wanting to say he rejects opening the box. He he regrets opening the box. Mm. Uh, in part two, you got a doctor that's so fascinated he wants to open the box. I like this because this is. I think. I mean, the movie's not great, but at the, Pinhead's character in this is the. Like, very idea of Hellraiser. Somebody who is coaxing you and playing on all your your desires and your weaknesses and strengths. Just the idea that Pinhead knows, you know, he. I, I love the idea of a villain that knows you. 100%. Never met you, but he could be like, is that the god you killed? You know, the god you killed your parents with? And, like, yeah. he, he knows you. That's what's so... That's what's so scary to me about like things like Satan or or, or demons or the fact that they can know you more than even your deepest darkest thoughts and play that against you. You know, I think that's kind of scary. And just the a statue talking to you—that's fucked up. I've just never seen that before. Yeah, so th- that's why it's like that's got my seal of approval. The fucking fucked up statue that sucks up blood and and talks to people like, wait, I have to convince you to come back to the pillar. You know. And then afterwards, yeah, he gets that. Just I, I just yeah, Pinhead. Uh, I love his ramblings. I, I mean, his ramblings to me are. I mean, to, they're so scary to me. Uh, maybe scary the fact that you would want to become a killer in a weird way, right? Not only do you want to, I don't know. It's just it just it it, it just kind of probes into that the darkest recesses of your hidden animal self, right? Which I have a question about that. In the later movies, do they play more on that? Like, the, the that they know you? They know your deepest, darkest thoughts, your deepest desires? Just do they kinda, play more on that? I love in Hellraiser Bloodline, where there's the two twins uh, that become Cenobites, and he's like, I hear you crying out, don't take me away from my brother. And he fuses them together. It's like, that's what I love about Pinhead. I like how, when he said, like, oh, when, uh, when the uh, like the bar stripper lady that helps the journalist in this movie, I like how she has her like, oh, I don't dream and I don't blah blah blah. Then Pithead like, I dream now. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I dream now. Yeah. it's like, oh fuck, I just like that idea that like, yeah, I did like that. It's one of those things where it's like you know it's evil, but people get what they want from evil. 
If you, if you, it's one of those things where if you ask God for it, you're out on your own because God leaves everything to like chance and leaves it. But if you, if, if, if you ask evil, evil will deliver for you. You know, it just depends on what you're willing it's to say. It's the whole sin satisfaction. It's just, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's scary to me. I think because everybody has to ask themselves that. And that's why it's like, it kind of beats out a bad movie in a weird way. <laughs> just because it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You, you're not going to get this from anywhere else. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the actors are bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's certain little things I like here and there, but it is. I just pinhead walking around talking to people. I'm just, oh, I love it. Just fucking love it. It just gets me at my, uh, at my uh, little. Uh, um, I'm really curious where you're going with this. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's you just, just get uh, giddy. You're, yeah, you just get excited <laughs> about it. Um, no, it is a uh, guilty pleasure. Was what I was trying to think of. It is a guilty pleasure, but fuck it. What what isn't right? <laughs> like what pleasures aren't guilty? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess that's Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth. All right. So next week, we hope you'll join us for Sean's pick. Oh, he's not going to be. Oh, denied. We're jumping right over him, and then that goes to me. So we're going to watch a movie called. uh, We're bringing back Hammer Films because I have a thing for Hammer Films. We're going to watch Quatermass in the Pit. Oh! And you're going to miss it. Next now week, you pick Quatermass on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, the basement is going dark. <laughs>